ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes to our listeners around the world in the country of Norway, Hong Kong, and Switzerland, and in the states of California, Nevada, and Michigan. Welcome and thank you all for your continuing support. Because you keep tuning in and listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is celebrating three years of being on the air and of being a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio. Network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. I love hearing from you, so please keep sending me your questions and comments. My May column in Dallas Yoga Magazine is now available in print and on the web. As Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, I'm answering your questions in my Ask Dr. Paula monthly column. Please click on the Ask Dr. Paula email link on this page to send me your questions. I'll answer them on the air or in the magazine. This month's column fits in perfectly with our topic today. You can go to DallasYogaMagazine.com for the column Intuition is Your Friend or any of my previous columns. As always, please let me know what you think. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul, as you learn to hear the still, small voice within over the loud voices of others, you will begin to feel at peace because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. It is through this connection that miracles occur like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, peace, and wealth. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today, trusting information you receive. When you need to know something, do the following ritual. Just before going to sleep, light 13 white candles and write on a piece of paper what you need to know. The more you use this technique, the stronger it will become. 13 represents bad luck, 
In fact, it is just the opposite. It was given a bad name as part of a concerted effort to disrespect women and women's ways of being in the world. 13 refers to the 13 cycles of the moon in a calendar year and thus is connected to the divine feminine. We get nervous when we label ritual as risk witchcraft, but accept and revere ritual when it is part of a religion. One of my fondest childhood memories is of my mother lighting the Sabbath candles every Friday night. It was the only time I remember there being complete silence and respect for my mother. No one wanted to speak. We stood respectfully behind her. She performed the ritual of lighting the candles, saying the traditional prayer, and issuing her personal prayer to God in whispers. We couldn't hear clearly what she said, but we knew she was asking for blessings for each of us. Mostly, I just felt her deep devotion and connection with God. It was her time to be the matriarch, to unburden herself, turn her fears and worries over to God, and ask for divine intervention. My next workshop is learning to think and live without fear. Yes, you heard me right. Learning to think and live without fear. We can do this because where there is love, there can be no fear. Some people make a distinction between rational and irrational fear. The truth is that when you know deep inside yourself that you are loved, you accept that Every experience in your life is based in love. We are here on this earth to grow in love, wisdom, and knowledge. As you learn to see everything with the eyes of love, you automatically let go of fear. That's the experience of the fourth dimension. Third dimension earth is based in learning through fear. We are in the process of shifting into a new awareness, the awareness that you are loved and we are all loved. I spend the first three minutes of every morning saying these words over and over in my head. You are loved. All is loved. And I say them to you at the end of every show. The more you hear, you are loved all is loved, the more it will feel normal to you and become your new reality. In my hands-on workshop, you will take charge of your thoughts, replace fear, stress, and worry with love, joy, and peace, and master techniques to use on your own. You will become part of the shift into the fourth dimension of love. We will be at the Dallas Meditation Center June 17th at 2 p.m. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me to represent this work to present this workshop or another one in your area, like 21 Steps for Healing Your Body, Overcoming Abuse, or Creativity as Self-Expression. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. 
spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories and guests who are thought leaders in their field like our guest today, Danielle Delsky, who will talk with us about embracing our divine feminine. Last week's show with Bailey Gaddis was about being self-empowered as you go through pregnancy, birth, and motherhood. Television and movies have created a lot of fear about the pain and trauma of childbirth. Bailey helps women take back control of their own experience, let go of the manufactured fears, and use their intuition to make choices that are best for them. As in life, there is no perfect birth, but there can be joy in learning to be gentle with yourself, to make new choices as the circumstances change, and to know that you are honoring yourself and your child by creating harmony within your mind, body, and spirit. Bailey shows you how to use preparation for motherhood to learn and or to practice a philosophy of life that helps you enjoy the moment, let go of guilt, and stop the negative self-talk because she is still learning to live this philosophy in every moment. She's a wonderful guide. Her authenticity and willingness to be open about her own process of becoming gentler and kinder to herself makes us want to listen to her. She doesn't have all the answers, but she knows the process and engages every day and letting go of more negativity and guilt and opening up more to the delights of being a mother. To listen to this show, I encourage you to click on the episode link on this page. For more on good parenting, listen to our shows on September 24th, 2015, December 8th, 2016 and May 11, 2017. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs. Some people listen when relaxing, sharing time with a loved one, exercising, commuting, when stressed, or in the middle of the night. Whenever it is, I'm here for you. Now it's time for my silver lining story. I had to make the painful decision to find a new home for my beloved cat, Benji. Those of you who have been following my show have heard me talk about my experiences with Benji often and what a healer he is and what a deep connection we have. I learned a lot from him about the soul of an animal, his ability to communicate clearly, his healing gifts, and his deep love. 
we have taken care of each other for 11 years and I did my best to avoid this heavy decision. He made it very clear to me, however, that he was not happy with the increased activity in my life. His acting out became so intense that he gave me no choice. He was resolute in conveying me that our time together was over. His purpose is to be a healer and I didn't need him anymore in that way. He didn't want to use his litter box, stop sleeping with me and was more demanding for attention. I finally had to confine him to the bathroom, which was unacceptable to both of us. That only lasted for no two nights because the universe took over and made sure I found a new home for him. We had been slowly saying goodbye to each other and I had made several attempts to find a home for him. In retrospect, I can see how I dragged my feet. I'd ask a couple of people and wait for answers. When it became clear that I wasn't going to find a friend to take him, I broadened my search. Bit by bit, I get new leads or pieces of information from different people. When I finally became determined, however, doors opened quickly. I woke up Friday morning knowing I couldn't do my scheduled work until I had a home for him. As I checked my email, my eye fell on an advertisement for a senior living facility. Although I had called several retirement homes with no success, this felt like a sign to try again. This time, instead of going on the internet, I asked my smartphone to find the number of a senior living facility because those were the words in the ad. Instead of getting one number, I got 12. I knew I was close when I spoke to someone named Molly. That was my mother's name and not one that you hear very often these days. They even spelled it the same way. I saw this as a clear sign that I was being helped and I was right. The next person I called didn't hesitate. She just said, I'm new here and I'm not going to ask for permission. I'm just saying, yes, bring him to us. As I was talking to her, my hummingbird came to the feeder, turned toward me and flapped his wings joyfully, telling me this was a happy solution. In truth, I had found exactly what I had been hoping for. Benji is now a community pet where he can improve the lives and health of senior citizens, giving and receiving love and healing. The best part is that they have a pet care coordinator who is helping him adjust and will take good care of him. Between clients, I would question my decision and the hummingbird would immediately come back to remind me that this was a good place for Benji. One more time, as I was driving him there, I wondered if this really was the best choice. My glance went to the ground where a crow was looking up at me, a positive sign that magic was in the air. A couple days later, I was sad and looking out the window thinking about Benji. A cat with almost identical markings to Benji came into my view, turned his back on me, and walked away. Any doubt that I had was gone. This cat was clearly telling me Benji had moved on and we would both be fine. My silver lining is learning how to let go when the time is right. 
and do it with more ease, keeping all the love, learning, and joy we had, as well as all the wonderful people who helped me along the way and the deep connection I felt with the divine feminine as I was guided and supported through the process. Our guest today, Daniel Delsky, author of Woman Most Wild, Three Keys to Liberating the Witch Within, is an artist, yoga teacher, energy worker, and founder of Living Mandali Yoga Teacher Training Programs. She's a longtime activist for a wild woman's spirituality and the divine feminine's return. Danielle's mission is to inspire women to be fearless creators of their sacred work. She wants us to reclaim the the name witch as a sensual, creative, and intuitive healer. She leads women's circles, witchcraft workshops, and energy healing trainings. You're listening to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you want to get uplifting messages between shows, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. In addition to posting all our shows, I post special uplifting messages to you, and I repost videos that will make you laugh, feel good about all the kindness in the world. Fill your heart with the beauty of nature and animals, the delight of dance and music, and the joy of being alive. With all the violence, hurtful words, anger, and fear that's being spread, we must find a way to keep ourselves positive. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. The answer to hate is love. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. As one Facebook friend just wrote to me, thank you for posting so many beautiful images on Facebook and for your efforts to elevate everyone around you with beauty. While listening to the commercials, use a link on this page to like us on Facebook, then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll help you be part of the solution. Click on the link to read about and register for my next hands-on workshop, learning to think and live without fear, or to schedule one in your area, and go to Calendar of Events to see your question for today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Danielle Delsky, who will talk with us about embracing our divine feminine. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. 
Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email Email drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down what rituals you enjoy performing. I'm so pleased to welcome Danielle Dulski, who's here to talk with us about embracing our divine feminine. It's so good to have you here, Danielle. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Dr. Paula. Very happy to be here. Um, Wonderful. And I was wondering if you begin by talking with us about words like divine feminine, which, what are we talking about? What do these words mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a a heavy question, but but divine feminine is really this, um, this idea that uh, goddess, even though that's kind of a more gender-based word and feminine doesn't necessarily mean female, um, that goddess is within us. So when you embrace the divine feminine, it's this idea that you are divine and that um, divinity doesn't have to be something that's external, like the sacred masculine is usually framed as something that's more external, versus divine feminine is soul-based, nature-based, uh, in the body honors emotions, honors the senses, um, and it's just a little bit more, like, tangible. Um, well, and, so, it, and it's I, also very... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I, I, I want you to continue, but I want to interject here that it's the very things that we disrespect, because if you can't see, touch, hear, smell something, it's like it doesn't mm-hmm. exist. Right, exactly. And and so, you know, in my work as a yoga teacher, there was always a very strong en- emphasis philosophically on transcending the ego and, and moving up toward spirits and, and kind of, 
you know, enlightenment and, and rising above versus descending and going down to the earth, which is more feminine. So you're absolutely right. It is, particularly in spiritual systems, um, the suppression of the divine feminine is really um, a strong a patriarchal instrument of feminine oppression. So, um, and, and it's also very much about living cyclically. So I loved what you were saying about um, knowing when it's time to let go, because right now, like right this minute, we are in this dark moon phase. The new moon um, comes around in, a, in another four hours. So we're really at the darkest point. And so, you know, the big question right now, right this minute is what are you letting go of? Um, and, and recognizing that that kind of void feeling isn't necessarily bad because then the new moon comes and the, the fruition of the full moon comes and then we start to let go again. So it is this idea of living cyclically that is feminine versus the divine masculine is more static and enduring. And, and our bodies, female bodies, teach us about the cycles because our bodies let go and we menstruate and 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 we have to feel that cycle we don't have a choice right right absolutely and and so you know, looking at um, the female body as, as being less than, which has happened in any number of traditions just because of our patriarchal society or, or blood is being dirty and having to be managed and all of that. It's, it's all, um, you know, mechanisms of control that have served to suppress the divine feminine in all of our spiritual systems and world religions. That's fascinating. So, uh, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Let me just interject here that somebody, mm-hmm. a, a serviceman, was in my home a couple weeks ago, and he noticed my artwork, and he was commenting on it, so I was showing him around a little bit, and one of my pieces is a self-portrait, a sort of an expressionistic abstract, but you can clearly mm-hmm. see that the woman is menstruating, and he said, Ooh, mm-hmm. this, and he commented on it, and he said, it feels bad, it, feels, it gives me a bad feeling, and I said, well, you're entitled to your feeling and you know whatever you feel is is fine I didn't try to argue him out of it but as you're talking it suddenly clicks for me that he was being a man (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and you know he well all of us were raised that way like you know women aren't immune to patriarchal oppression either so um you know a lot of that comes from this idea, too, that the divine feminine is kind of fluffy, and I think that when women are awakening to their inner wild woman or or embracing their witchcraft or whatever way that you want to put it, there is this notion that the the divine feminine is kind of fluffy or or that the goddess is kind of like pink and glittery and, and, and something that's really like light and warm and really the divine feminine is so holistic that it can be like primal and dark too so you know the the menstruating woman the bleeding woman that's really the dark moon feminine and it is something that's very feared and has been for thousands of years um just because you know blood is power there, there's power in 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 our blood and it's when our intuition is the highest at that dark moon part of the cycle and um you were talking about your guest last week <clears throat> 
and childbirth and and childbirth is is this very um you know feminine primal aspect of of the goddess so so there's that end of it too and and so you know when you're learning about the divine feminine and witchcraft there is this need to really examine what indoctrinated beliefs you have about goddess and if you're looking at her as being kind of light and fluffy that that there's a deeper level to that and it is primal and it is dark and it is the bleeding woman and, and, and all of that. And it is kind of scary just because of the society in which we've been raised. And yet, as Carl Jung talked about the shadow side, we all have, and, and I love that you pointed out that this isn't only about women owning the divine feminine within themselves. It's also about men owning the divine feminine and that each of us within ourselves as well as within society in America and the world that we all need to create this balance and honor all of who we are because the more we deny the shadow side of that the parts of ourselves, we push them uh, underground and there they grow and become darker. Yes, exactly. You know, the, the shadow is only in control because we don't see it. So, right, if, if we were to be able to really holistically embrace the feminine and masculine sides of ourselves in this really holistic way. So, so I work a lot with the triple goddess archetype and also the triple god archetype um, more as a metaphor, but our society really emphasizes the mother and the father because they're the most generative um, parts of ourselves. You know, they're always producing and creating versus lower chakra. We have maiden and hunter and they're very instinctual and primal and connected to nature and, and, and very sensual. And then upper chakras, we have crown and sage, and that's where the intuition is. So, so because our society values that middle chakra, ego, mother, father, generative creativity, we do suppress the maiden and the hunter, you know, instinct and connection to nature. And then we also suppress crown and sage, which is our, our intuition and our ability to really see during those dark times. Um, so, you know, the holistic embrace of wild spirituality, it isn't always feminine either. There's parts of the sacred masculine that are very suppressed and feared. Yes, absolutely. So we need to um, honor all of who we are, even the parts that we don't like so much, because it's only in bringing them into the light in um, in allowing them to emerge, that we can let them go and make room for more light and positivity. Right, absolutely. And, and, and a big part of that is asking yourself, like, why don't I like these parts of myself? Because probably it was just, you know, from childhood that we learned to suppress our wildness because we wanted to be called a good girl or, or we wanted to be, you know, rewarded with the, the cookie or whatever. So, so we suppressed the parts that um, we thought that our caregivers didn't like. Uh, yes, and in my family, only boys mattered. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, my parents never came to my PhD um, uh, um, ceremony because girls mm-hmm. weren't supposed to get a doctorate. 
You know, yeah. you, a master's degree was okay, but your place was at home doing for your husband and your children, period. And so it, mm-hmm. it was, it, and I think even those of us who rebelled and chose to fulfill our own needs and, and drives um, to um, honor the masculine aspects of ourselves, the divine masculine, we still had that, at least I did, that self-hatred because I knew I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I think that there's, there's always parts of us that just want to be told we're a good girl. <laughs> and and when, we, when we start to embrace a more feminist spirituality, we still have that. So, we, you know, we're still looking for maybe a spiritual mentor that, that might not be good for us or might be a little bit predatory even just because we feel like we need some kind of authority to tell us that, you know, we're, we're doing a good job and we're okay. And, and so, you know, there's always this going back and, and looking at, you know, well, why do I really believe that? And, and why do I think that way? Because there is, is so much dismantling that has to happen in order to embrace the feminist spirituality because we didn't have that. We, we don't have that in our society in a very accessible way. Um, um, so, so we do have to do it a lot for ourselves. And so there is this need to feel very autonomous and in witchcraft, uh, a big part of it, not, a, not the only part of it, but a big part of it is this sense of magical agency. So if you're casting a spell or you're conducting a ritual, even like, like, um, you know, lighting the 13 candles, which is an awesome idea that. That requires that you have enough faith in yourself to be able to manifest or, or banish or whatever the intention of the spell is. And so you really do need to have this strong will, and it is belly-centered. And, and when you're raised in, in spiritual systems that are very disempowering, particularly to women. So, you know, in most religions, we're told that God not only isn't inside of us, but he's a man and he's external. So, so for women, that's incredibly disempowering. So when we come to witchcraft and we really have to claim our right to direct energy, um, and, and our right to manifest what we want and our right to see in the dark and be intuitive and all of these things that, that we weren't raised with, there is a lot, it, it's a huge learning process. And a lot of that is digging up indoctrinated beliefs, asking why they're there and getting rid of them if they don't belong. You know, as you were talking, because you also talk about women owning their sexuality and part of this also being about that respecting and honoring and unleashing, um, owning that aspect of ourselves. And you were talking about the male as being outside of us, external and the female, the feminine, divine feminine being internal. And I suddenly had this connection to our, even our sexual organs. It relates to the males being external and the female being Uh. internal. Yeah, that's really interesting. I had never thought of that before. <laughs> but yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, a big part of wild, wild spirituality is knowing that, that sensuality and the body is part of it, that, that you know, sex can be spiritual, that, that the senses are spiritual and divine. Um, the body is holy 
and all of that. So, so yeah, there, and you know, that, that's another thing that's so suppressed in most religions in which we're raised. So that's another thing that requires a huge belief examination and dismantling. But yeah, that, that's interesting. Spirituality and sensuality are so intimately connected um, in nature, and yet we as humans really try to divorce those two um, throughout our lives or, you know, throughout our relig- religious systems. So, and I wanted to switch a little bit to witch and witchcraft mm-hmm. because I have to say that I still sort of have this, um, uh, you know, that I'm still indoctrinated <laughs> into these are bad words. So help us shift from, you know, feeling like something horrible is happening. You're doing a spell, an incantation. You're a witch. How do we get rid of that feeling that this is bad? Yeah. Just new images, um, I, new thoughts. Yeah. So... For me, um, you know, I was raised um, actually very strict born-again Christian, so I was raised with all of those beliefs also, <laughs> and, and yet I always had this sense that God couldn't possibly be external. I had this real strong sense of internal divinity, and, you know, going to a born-again Christian school, I had a lot of aha moments where it just seemed like, you know, even though this person who's in a very authoritative position is telling me one thing, I don't think it's true. So, so I had all of that. I had, I had a lot of dismantling to do on my own, and, and for me, yoga was... Um, very instrumental in doing that because yoga was something that was a little bit more socially acceptable, um, not completely socially acceptable when I started doing it, but a little bit. And, and it, a big premise of yoga is that divinity is in you. And so, you know, yoga was kind of a, a gateway to, to accepting myself as witch, but that too was a long process. So, but, but, you know, more generally for everyone, it's just studying why you think that. So, so in Christianity, for example, um, that verse in the King James Bible, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live, that was a verse that King James added into the edition, into his edition of the Bible, um, during the Middle Ages because he was upset with his witch in the castle because she gave him bad advice or whatever. So, so there's, and then that very verse became the premise for all of the witch hunts. So if you just like look at history and you figure out where, where these beliefs that the witch's evil came from, um, you realize that it was all kind of ridiculous. <laughs> and so there's no reason for it to have a huge hold on your psyche. Um, and, you know, the, the witch is as worshiping the devil. The devil's a Christian con- concept. So, so witches don't worship the devil. Um, and, and sometimes witches don't even have deity in their practice at all, let alone the devil. So, so you know, it's just really looking at, you know, what witchcraft is, but then also knowing that it really is whatever you make it. So, so if you, you know, a witch is just someone that, first of all, wants to claim the name witch, but then also practices witchcraft. And then what that craft is, is a deeply personal practice that won't look the same for any two practitioners. 
Okay, and this is a perfect place for us to go to our break and come back and talk a little bit more about witchcraft and the positive uses of it, the power that it can um, uh, uh, hold in order to change our lives. If you're just, I I just have to say too that so one angry man... (laughs) created so much negativity toward women because he didn't like the truth. Yes, <laughs> it's right. It, it's, it, it's, um, it's sad. It's laughable and sad. Um, if you're just, yes. too, I'm sorry. Um, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem solving from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now on your paper, write down what do you think of now when you hear the word witch. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Daniel Delsky to talk more about embracing our divine feminine and the witch within. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. 
If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down what you think of now when you hear the word witch. And I'm so glad we're here with Daniel Dulski talking about embracing our divine feminine. Daniel, it's a delight to have you here. Would Let's pick up where we left off and talk about witchcraft, please. Um, help us understand more about what that means. Mm-hmm. So, so like I said, it's, it's a deeply personal practice. But in my book, I talk about these three different keys to liberating your inner witch. And the first one is wild rhythm. And that's a big part of witchcraft because when I say rhythm, I'm talking about the seasons and also the lunar rhythms and how to work with them in a way that's personally meaningful. So... For instance, we talked about the dark moon and, and being a time of letting go, but, but with wild rhythm, there's also this need to examine the way the seasons and also the lunar cycles affect you personally. So, for instance, for me in autumn, I, I feel like more alive than I do the rest of the year. Autumn's kind of my season. So I know if I'm planning some, some kind of huge, um, you know, uh, release or something in my sacred work, I'll do it during autumn if I can, because that's when I have the most energy. Um, but for some women, it's completely different. So, so it's knowing the way those cycles affect you and then working with them in your life. And then the second key is wild ritual. And, and wild ritual, I put spell casting under that umbrella. And the big part of wild ritual is looking at your magic as the conversation that you want to have with the world. And so every spell you cast is um, a, a way of saying, this is the kind of world I want the children of the future to live in. So, so in that, your magic is always working for the good or, or what you perceive as the good. And so there is a level of activism to witchcraft. And, and so, you know, supporting the environment and healing the earth and, and, and really being uh, socially conscious and all of that. All of that is, is huge in witchcraft because witches really are fundamentally activists. And then finally, the last key is wild circle, which is coming together with other like-minded seekers and, 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 you know, working your magic together, but then also putting magic alongside what I call the mundane. So, so a big part of my work is bridging women's circle and coven because coven like witch has a lot of negative um, connotations to it and not necessarily so, but, but they do in our society. But when you bridge women's circle and witch in this way that I call circle craft, then you have people coming together and talking about very mundane things like, like you know, taking the kids to school or, or um, giving the dog its medicine or something like that alongside spell casting. And what that does is it makes the magic seem more real and it integrates it into your life more meaningfully. So, so witches really, um, they start to hone this way of seeing magic in the mundane. And, and so, you know, being a witch, it's, it's really a way of being in the world rather than, uh, you know, about something that you do every day. And so even your craft cycles, you have these dark moon phases in your spiritual practice where you don't feel like doing the ritual or casting the spell and that that's okay and it's honoring that. And, and it's not, you know, running away and saying, well, maybe I don't think I'm a witch anymore um, just because you don't, you're, you're kind of like lower spiritual energy right now. So, so all of that is, is part of being a witch, and it's, it's 
very, like, I feel like I can't emphasize enough how personal it is um, because there's no right way to be a witch. There's no one way to be a witch. And really, if you practice witchcraft and you claim the name witch for your own, then you're a witch and nobody can take that away from you. And and it sounds to me like one of the things that you're saying that's striking out at me is that it's about getting to know yourself rather than looking at an external set of rules. Um, it's summer, I should be out you know, playing in the, in the water or whatever. Um, I feel like being inward today. Um, and, and so that's what I need to do, not follow some, um, plan that somebody else is dictating. Right. Absolutely. And, and, you know, a big thing to remember is that witchcraft is a feminist spiritual system. And if it's truly a feminist spiritual system, it should never make you feel choiceless. So you should never feel in your craft, I have to do this. Oh, I have to do this. Um, because you are completely in control. Um, and, and yes, knowing yourself is a huge part of it because it isn't an external, you know, set of rules to be absorbed and it isn't some external authority that's going to give you the name, which it's, it's all about you. And, and so it's such a huge, it's, it's so spiritually empowering, uh, witchcraft as a practice. And, and when you're raised in religious systems that aren't that way, it is a huge internal shift to realize that you're completely in control of, of your, your spiritual practice, whatever that might be. And how scary that must be for the hierarchy and power. Yes. Right. Hence the witch hunts. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yes, and and it's just as active today. We call it by different things, but we still tend to devalue women and their ways of relating to the world um, and, and ways of being in the world. Yeah, and, and I think that um, spiritual oppression is one of the more insidious forms of oppression because it's, it's less tangible. Like, you know, when we talk of, of divinity and, and God and goddess and, and all of that, and like the cosmic mystery, it's very ethereal. And so spiritual oppression isn't as in our faces as other forms of oppression. And so when, you know, when I talk of witchcraft and spiritual liberation, it is, um, you know, it seems strange to people because they really have to kind of start looking into their past experiences and, and looking into um, their own world in order to find mechanisms of spiritual oppression. But when you start looking, they're always there. Uh, exactly. And then we have a choice. We can choose to follow some and not others. But once it's a choice, then it stops being oppressive because it's no longer a have to, it's a want to. Right, exactly. 
I was wondering if you would give us, you pointed out, and I love, I have to say that I didn't look at the moon calendar before we scheduled this, but what perfect (laughs) timing, what perfect timing that the new moon is in Gemini, I believe, um, today, as you say, in just a few hours. So what is a ritual that we could do tonight if someone wanted to awaken their wild woman spirituality. Mm, okay. So so by the time it's tonight, we'll have well, I guess it's it, it's it uh let's see, the new moon is at three twenty two Eastern time. So you have to kind of figure out where the new moon will be for you. But but after the new moon peaks it starts, then um then we're in manifestation time. So and and really because of the wheel of the year, we're really in peak manifestation time because we're moving into the strong sun moon cycle, which is the the basically it's the full moon of the year. It's it's the ultimate fruition time because we're moving towards summer solstice in the northern hemisphere. So so when we do that, the big question is, you know, what do you want? Like, what do you want? And then also, what are you grateful for? Because the feminine, um, the feminine really needs to revel in the full moon times without always manifesting and always letting go. I think that one of the big challenges is, you know, really being in that fruition time and being grateful for what you have um, without grieving already for, for letting go because we, when we start to think cyclically, that's kind of the natural um, mentality that, you know, now I have this great thing, but I'm going to lose it again. So, so it's really honing that practice of, you know, what am I grateful for? What can I appreciate? Um, and then as far as the ritual, you know, what do you want? What do you want to manifest during this lunar cycle? So like for the next 29 days, what are you calling in? So forget letting go, forget banishing. What are you calling in right now? And, um, and how can you honor that? Um, ideally, for for twenty nine days straight, you know, every, every night, if you can do something um, to to just come back to that intention, um, that's really the the way to go. Manifestation magic. That's beautiful, and what a perfect way to end my portion of the show with you. Um, it's not um, scary stuff. <laughs> it's really it's not. <laughs> it's really very simple. Thank you so very much for your um, for your journey and sharing everything with us. Thank you, Danielle, and I wish you continued you. blessings. Um, please visit her at livingmandalayoga.com. Thank you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. Then click on the link to my resources page to purchase Danielle's book, Woman Most Wild. Then um, go to my store to purchase my books and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, past life 
life regressions or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Overcoming Abuse, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, Finding the Silver Linings, The Am Awakening. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their finances, health, and relationships. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. Then click on the link to register for learning to think and live without fear or to schedule one in your area. Click on Ask Dr. Paula email to send me a question about a difficulty in your own life, an inspirational story, or a comment about the show. I want to hear what's on your heart and mind. And if you live in Dallas, I invite you to experience my ultimate creative problem-solving process. Just click on the meetup link on this page. Please join us next Thursday right here when Dr. Velvet Womack will tell us about transformation through quantum feedback. June 8th, when Sandra Marinella will talk with us about writing to heal from trauma, illness, or loss. And June 15, when Steve Taylor will help us demystify enlightenment. This is Dr. Paula, your CM or chosen mom is designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.